0: All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Double O's podcast. My name is Spencer. I've been writing at the Game House for like a year, mostly about basketball. I focus on my team, the Portland Trailblazers, Blazers. And I'm here with my my boy Tyrese. If you want to introduce yourself.
1: Man, Tyrese B, um, or Tyrese Boone, Tyrese B, wherever you want to call me. Um, nice, to be here with you, Spence, man. Um, shout out to um being on the first episode of our podcast. So hope you guys love it and um hope you'll enjoy
0: yeah bro i'm excited to get started dude this is actually my first time hosting a podcast so i've never i've never been on here getting to talk ball in front of like in front of like an audience so it's basically how we're going to start off today is since it's the off season we we're just going to go through like a lot of a lot of the big news that's gone on so far and i wanted to start um i think the nba draft is a good place to start because you know it came there were a few trades that happened before that but um you could see, like, which teams are really um, looking to get better, which teams are just focusing on trading up, but um, who would you say really came out like a winner?
1: I mean, ooh, that's a tough one. I think the clear winner by far has to be Golden State Warriors, you know. Golden State Warriors got a good piece in Wiseman, plus, you know, seven foot, plus guy, you know, crazy wingspan that could do it all, rebound, block shots, you know, pass the ball, and, you know, and can shoot as well, so I think it'll be a, definitely a good fit for the Warriors, you know, for years to come.
0: Bro, I completely agree. I think um I know we've been seeing like coming up to the draft that they were also looking at guys like Daniel Deha, I heard, and um Unyaku Nkongu, but I think they definitely came around. So he's just gonna be there. Um, you know, getting his boards, getting his blocks and just putbacks. I think it's a great fit, especially for a team who's gonna um like come right in and are hopefully looking to make the playoffs next year he's he's just a great great move for them overall and then another team i know i wanted to look at in the top 10 if we're talking steals denny of Dehaw falling to the wizards at nine bro i did not see that coming at all i don't know about you but i thought he was going i thought i could see the Cavs taking him at five maybe even the bulls at four but like what do you think about that man wasn't that a bit weird that he fell
1: Yeah, I thought it was crazy that he fell. A lot of people were saying, yeah, either fourth or fifth, maybe even sixth. But default, you know, to the Wizards at eighth, I think it was a pretty good pick in my opinion. What do you think?
0: Bro, um, I love the pick. Honestly, the Wizards are, like, they have a nice backcourt, you know. You have um, Bradley Beal. I know you got Russell Westbrook instead of John Wall. But still, their backcourt's killing it. So what they really need, you know, are some dudes, some forwards who can just, do a little bit of everything. I think Danny D. Hot is definitely like the textbook definition of a guy who can just yeah, he can just do, he can shoot, he can pass. So I think with him it's just a matter of like brushing up on um on like his intangibles, man. Like he's he's got the potential to be something great. But we're gonna have to see if he can like develop that shot. But definitely for now, I think great pick for sure. Like Wizards, I like that I like the Wizards movie this offseason, man. trading for Westbrook all that I think they're going to be a playoff team for sure
1: oh for sure definitely
0: yeah bro yeah um I was thinking about the Charlotte Hornets because I was thinking about um their second round pickup of Vernon Carey Jr. I thought that was a dope pick for the money and then also getting LaMelo Ball with that number I think it was the number three pick yeah but yeah so I think I think the Hornets had a really good offseason too Honestly, I know that's a big controversial because I want to hear your thoughts on this, especially concerning the Gordon Hayward trade. I've heard that been, I've heard people flaming that on Twitter, just online. But personally, I honestly don't hate it, especially for a team like Charlotte. They have a ton of cap space. It's like, what else are you going to spend that on? And I like it. I like it in the fact that Gordon Hayward's not taking away minutes from their young dudes. Like they don't got, they don't really have any like young, like super young small forwards who you're like, who you're thinking like Gordon Hayward's going to be screwing them out of minutes, you know, he's like a really good addition who can do, you know, he can score a bit, he can play some defense. He's a good facilitator at the forward. I just love him along with, um along with LaMelo and Devonte Graham and all of them. I think is I think they had a good off season. Yeah. But what do you think about what they did?
1: Um, It's hard to get any type of free agents or any type of big names to come to Charlotte, cause Charlotte such a small market, even though you got, you know, the goal himself, you know, owning the team, it's just, Charlotte Hornets have not been the preferred destination for, you know, many free agents to go there. So just to be able to get Gordon Hayward there and if he comes back to his regular form, his Utah Jazz form, I think that would be great compared to being alongside LaMelo Ball, yeah. you know, Devontae Graham, um, Miles Bridges, um, Malik Monk. But uh, I think the Hornets are building the future. Um, it's going to be a gradual um, build. But who knows, maybe in the next two or three years from now, we could definitely see them in the playoffs again.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think honestly, even this year, if they get a bit lucky, it depends on what goes out. Um, It it depends on what goes on out East. You know, there's a lot of new teams out there who have like sort of rebuilt their rosters, but I think they could, you know, depending on what happens, I think they could sneak into the eighth seed, especially. um, I think a lot of that hinges on what LaMelo Ball is doing this year, because they're obviously asking a lot of him. He's going to be coming in and probably running that offense from the start it's going to be interesting to see whether he can get like, you know, he we all know he's an incredible facilitator. He showed it um in Australia that that man has eyes in the back of his head, but you know, he's got to work on the shot. He's got to work on his defense. Do you think, or, yeah. What do you think about LaMelo Ball? Do you think um he's going to be a guy who can go out and like play impactful minutes right away? Or is he more of a project for Charlotte?
1: I think he's somebody that I think they're going to put out right away. I think, um, He's proven his own worth and you know, overseas. Plus, you know, going to Australia and, you know, battling heads up with another guy, RJ Hampton. So he's improved his game, plus the height, you know, the, the growth spurt that he's had. LaMelo is somebody who could definitely score a ball.
0: Yeah, dude. I think gonna I think be fun. I haven't tuned into a Charlotte game probably in, like, years, but I might have to next year. So we're definitely <laughs> going see on Not that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, I think the Kings, I like what the Kings were doing in the draft. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, that is, to me, that is almost the perfect guy you ne- you want next to De'Aaron Fox. He's clamps on defense. Defenses aren't going to be only focused on De'Aaron Fox now when you're looking at the Kings backcourt. Because Buddy Heald was nice in terms of his shooting, but he wasn't great. He wasn't going to give you anything off the dribble. He wasn't going to be much of a facilitator. And I think Halliburton just really like opens things up opens things up for them yeah so I think they had a good draft um in terms of that pick, but honestly otherwise I think the Kings had a pretty I don't know about their offseason man besides that like losing Bogdanovich and then also um letting Harry Giles walk in free agency to Portland I think a bit of a head-scratching move because I know he has he's struggled with injuries like a lot I think he only played like 45 games last year but when he's been on the court I don't see how like you can look at what he's done and be like, we don't need to re-sign that dude, especially when you're a team like the Kings, where you're struggling to get like any good players to your team. So, like, what did you think about like what they did? Like, yeah, Halliburton and then also their free agency this year.
1: I think it will be definitely a good fit for them. I'm just not a fan of the moves, um, especially with the Bogdanovich move. I think it was a very good player for them. You know, you're in the West. You know. Even with the, the guys that they have with Fox and Bagley, they're not look. They're not even a top ten team in the West right now to me. Honestly, I'm not trying to you know bash the Kings, but they're just not a top ten team to me. And with the roster they have, I don't know, but they got to get it together. So,
0: bro, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see if they finally just embrace like a bit of a tank to go get a top five pick next year, but um. Yeah, so they're gonna be an interesting team to look at. I just realized we didn't even talk about the first overall pick at all yet. Anthony Edwards out of um out of Georgia. Yeah, so he went to he went to the T Wolves. I think it was I think it was the logical pick for them because a lot of the dudes up there, you you have D'Angelo Russell, so do you really want a LaMelo ball D'Lo backcourt with that's, I mean, I don't know about what you think, but I think that's given up like 160 points a game at least. So it's, yeah, I think they made sure. the right pick with Edwards.
1: No, I agree. Um, paired up with D'Lo, I think that back, yeah, that backcourt will be fine. Um, but um, just in general, I, the Tim Wolves, they're, they're another team, just like the Kings. But the difference is they got even more talented players. You know, you got Carl Anthony Towns there who's, Bonafide all star Delo's an all star. I mean, um, um, Col- they got Culver, Culver is solid for that team, but um, Edwards is a good addition. I think he'll definitely maybe um, the contend for the rookie of the year award for sure, but I just don't see the, the Tim Wolves, you know, making it far this year. That's just my opinion,
0: bro. Yeah, I agree. Like, the last few years, they're a team that like you look at on paper and you like you think they should be a lot better, right? Because you have you have cat he's basically a top two or three center in the league depending on who you ask and then you add someone like Delo, who is I mean he's a one-time all-star he's not in my opinion I think he's a bit overrated by some people but he's still a dude who's gonna come out he's gonna get you like like 21 22 a night you know a bit of a dimer I think they really should they should be a team who's competing for the playoff spot every year like like that seven or eight seat but then every year you see them And they're at like 25 wins it's like personally I think their problem it's definitely the defense they don't really have I mean Kat and Steele their best players are two like solidly negative defenders like like no one's calling either of them a, a good defender so I think what they need is a dude I mean a dude they literally had on their team like a year and a half ago Robert Cummington and yet um yeah they traded him away to Houston he's now in Portland so it's a bit it's a bit like you know your team can't play defense, and yet you're trading away, like, your best defensive asset. So I'd like to see them at least make a moves. But, yeah, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that Covington trade was was not smart. Then they also let go Wiggins, which was not smart either. He was their one of their best defensive players as well. Then you had Jimmy Butler, what, a couple years before that. And then, of course, like, that fiasco was horrible. And honestly, now looking back, when Jimmy Butler was right, I mean, apparently they don't want to win. They don't wanna win because if they wanted to, they would have figured out any way to keep buller there. Buller was the best thing to happen to those guys. They went to the playoffs with him. Once they left, they didn't make it back. So
0: tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough it's a tough situation out there. But um I think they're moving in the right direction a bit. You know, good draft. I like the D trade well enough, but we're gonna see. I'm I'm not expecting too much out of them. Too much out of them next year. Nah, not at all. Um let me see. I'm trying to think about what teams we haven't talked about, near the top. We haven't talked about Chicago. I think they made what I've seen so far, or at least what I've seen online, is a pretty controversial pick. You know, um, they took Patrick Williams out of Florida State who, um, you know, as a lot of people have been pointing out, didn't even start in college. He was a sixth man. But I think, it, I mean, it's a hit or miss pick. It's, it remains to be seen. But a lot of people forget that he was the youngest student in the draft. I think he had just turned 19 on draft night so he's like he's super young I mean and he was still averaging eight points and five rebounds at like at 18 years old on one of the best one of the best college teams in the country and you know he's got that he's got that physical ability and I think he's um he definitely has potential to be a good fit in Chicago but I don't know if that was exactly the right pick he's, especially since Chicago isn't I don't think they're a team that has as much time to just like wait around for a guy to develop as like a charlotte or as a or as like a um like okc because chicago they've been bad for a while and i think they're starting to reach that time where people are sort of expecting them to contend so i don't know if Jackie got like that was the move but um yeah what do you think
1: well that fourth pick uh, i was surprised i was thinking like maybe they was gonna pick um ob or maybe you know um yeah so uh, there was a lot of guys i i thought that were going to get drafted you know before um before him there's always that pick in the draft that just always surprises you. you're you like whoa he got picked that high and then there's always you know the guy that fell that low so but um with his fit with the Bulls like you said the Bulls are a team they're trying to make it to the playoffs now especially when you got guys like Kobe White, um, Lori Markkinen, Zach Levine very talented guys especially Kobe White um but yeah, I, he could definitely be one of those guys where, you know, looking back one in two or three years from now or going forward, we might be saying, oh, man, the Bulls know what they were doing, you know, but uh, or in two or three years from now, we we could have said, man, they should have definitely tried to trade up and get, you know, a guy like Wiseman or Edwards or Ball. So I'm hoping for the best that he he's a good fit. But, you know, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, could work out, could not. It just remains to be seen. But. It's sort of a head scratcher off the top of my head. Um, going on in the draft, um, another pick that I thought was a bit weird. The Phoenix Suns took Jalen Smith at number ten. Jalen Smith, center out of Maryland. He's a big dude. He um, he had a big jump his sophomore year in college. He can go out there and get boards. He has um, he has a bit of a jump shot, not the greatest floor space floor spacer. And so it's making me um, immediately when that, when they made that pick, like they definitely could use more good defensive guards. They did trade for Chris Paul as well, which I thought was a sick trade. Who's just, um, you know, Chris Paul's mind is always on facilitating, running the offense. And it really is going to give Devin that freedom to just, um, you know, get out there and score, do what he does best. So I thought they could have used another defensive guard like Halliburton. They went with Jalen Smith. I think it's going to be good for their bench. But overall, I you had to wonder, like, if, if his development will sort of be... Stalled or slowed down by having to play behind DeAndre Ayton, which I mean, obviously he's he's going to be Smith's going to be riding the bench for a while now, so he's a good player, but I don't know if it if it might have been the wrong team to draft him. But what do you think?
1: Yeah, I didn't understand that. That's another pick I didn't understand, uh, especially with the all season moves that they made. They traded away. <laughs> they traded away a. They traded away a good amount of players, especially um you know they lost Rubio, and um. Ubre, which are definitely um two guys that they definitely could have used. Um, honestly, my opinion, I think if they could have drafted anybody, uh, definitely they could have drafted like you said, somebody that could play defense. Um, Maxi was a guy I thought was gonna, you know, was gonna be a guy that they could have picked up. I thought he would have been a great fit for them, but what, I mean, I think we'll talk about them later on in this podcast because he fell. But um, I think he would have been a great pick for the Suns, you know. But yeah, like you said, he's not gonna get that much playing time, especially behind um Sark or um Aiton, so. Uh, maybe, or he could be a surprise, but um, until then, I'm, I'm not convinced.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I want to stick on the Suns for a bit because um, they made what's um, arguably probably one of the top two or three biggest trades of the offseason so far. Trading, getting Chris Paul, bringing him to Phoenix, um, playing alongside Booker and them. Honestly, I think it was far and away the best trade anyone's made this offseason. He's just a dude who I think Chris Paul fits perfectly into that team because um he's everything that ricky, ricky rubio was for them as a player except he also play defense and can score a bit more than them. so it's like they just got a dude who made second team all nba i don't even care if he's 36 you know he's gonna make them a whole lot better so yeah what's your thought
1: chris paul had a crazy season with okc last year mvp candidate like you said 36 so to- You already know what you're going to expect from Paul, you know, going forward. Hopefully he can uh, keep that same production. I think he will, especially beside Devin Booker. You know, Devin Booker um, hasn't had that much, you know, veteran guys to play along with in in this league. So him pairing him with Paul, I think that would be great, you know, just for him as a player growth wise. I mean, he's already made great strides as a player, you know, so. I mean, 25, mm-hmm. averaging like 25 points per game, but just him being alongside Paul, there's going to be a lot of things Paul could teach him that he doesn't know, her. especially with um, Suns finishing the way they finished, you know, Sally didn't make it to the playoffs after that crazy win streak that they had, which was mm-hmm. insane. But um, if they can keep that going, um, especially with Paul now, with them on the team, I think they'll definitely be a playoff team. They'll definitely make the cuts. They'll probably be an eight seed. Who knows? Um, if Chris Paul could take OKC to um, a 7th seed. I'm pretty sure he could take the Suns to a 7th seed this year.
0: Yeah, dude, that's what I've been thinking. I've I've also been thinking people have been um, sort of sleeping on the Suns' potential a bit because I'm thinking back, like you just mentioned, to bringing Chris Paul to OKC. OKC without Paul had no business being anywhere near the playoffs. And then he came in and they were about one blue door black shot away from being in the second round. So it's like if he can do that and bring them to, like, four or five seed in the playoffs, like, what is he going to do to a team who is already – like, people are already talking about a playoff threat next year. So, it's going to be crazy, dude. Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, man, short season for them. Yeah, it will definitely be um, something to watch. There will be a team to watch for sure. I don't know how far they'll make it in the playoffs, though. Maybe – I could definitely say it could possibly shock somebody. Well, if they get to seven, AC, you know, they'll probably go against maybe – a. Lakers team they I don't think they'll be a Lakers team they could definitely yeah. contend if they play if they play the Clippers I don't know the Clippers uh, I'm not sure about the Clippers I think they're the um Clippers are a toss-up for sure because Clippers could be a um a, you know they could definitely contend with the Lakers if they want to but you know with the loss of Harrell I don't know how good that team is anymore but I think they'll still be good you got Paul George and Kawhi but you know with all the stuff that we've heard from their camp and the loss of Doc Rivers um I don't know. So that the Clippers are a question to mark in my eyes, but but Suns wise, they'll definitely be so a team to watch. I'll watch them for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure, bro. We're gonna get back to the Clippers because they didn't make a lot of noise in the draft, but I want to get back to them. We start talking more into go more into what happened in free agency. But um I just wanted to to finish up the draft here. I know we've gone through most of the top prospects by now, but um I'm thinking I'm thinking the last um, big name who I want to talk about. And like the first in the first few picks, Obi Toppin to New York. He's college basketball player of the year last year. Uh, He was crazy at Dayton. So I think he's coming into the league, um, coming to the Knicks. And he's a guy who I think is in prime position, maybe um, in a better position than anyone to immediately contribute to his team. Because the Knicks, I mean, they're not, we all know the Knicks (laughs) have some problems and have for a while now. So they definitely, need help anywhere they can get um top probably going to be getting big minutes but honestly I think he's um he's one of my guys who I really think has a good chance of winning rookie of the year because because of his scoring ability because of you know he's high flying he, he can probably average I wouldn't say he could average 20 right off the bat but I think a solid like 16 or 17 definitely is not of the picture so yeah what do you think about the top and pig because I personally loved it
1: The top end pick, in my opinion, I think it was a pretty solid pick. Especially, um, I think New York did a pretty good job. You know, you had to pick a hometown guy, grew up being a fan of that team. And, you know, and I think if, if who knows, if Topic could turn into a player that could be an All-Star caliber player, then you, you now you got a, a future. Now, now you got somebody that you can build around. Not saying that the other guys are not, you know, that they have or not um, All-Star caliber, because they got a lot of good guys on that team as well. That Tobin, I mean, Tobin's gonna to, um, play with them. Um, especially, um, you got R.J. Barrett. I think he'll have a solid sophomore season. Um, you know, also, there, I mean, Knox. Uh, I feel like he he might have a solid um year this year, maybe as well. They got other guys too, like Mitchell Robinson. Um, so I Knicks are very young. They got a lot of pieces. They got a lot of um, they got a lot of things to work on. They got to work out the kinks. But I think um, Obi is a good pick, good pickup. Um, like you said. I, when I was watching the draft, they compared him to Amari Stoudemire. If Obi is even close to what Amari Stoudemire is, I think the Knicks um, hit went out of the ballpark. But you know, Knicks fans—they don't—they never like the picks
0: anyway. So. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knicks fans are—they're probably the biggest pessimists in the league for real. But um, honestly, I—they shouldn't be pessimistic about where this team's going. Now that you um just drafted Toppen, if we're talking, I think you have at least three of your like future starting lineup like already set with you if you have Barrett top and a Mitchell Robinson I think those are three young dudes who if you're the Knicks I would probably just be sticking with at um in the starting lineup for the next for the next few years and just see how it plays out I think their biggest problem it has been like forever mm-hmm. they don't have a point guard basically it's going to be interesting to see um if maybe they try and trade for like a more like facilitator type player mid-season or maybe they're just going to wait for next draft but yeah, I I honestly think the Knicks, I I did I didn't really have any problems with them this off season, unlike unlike last off season when they picked up like twenty power forwards. But good
1: <laughs> yeah, man, they definitely um kind of remind me of what the seventy sixers were doing when when they were tanking. They were getting like in center yeah. and power forward year after year after year. So I mean, but uh, you know they realized 76ers realized of course you got to get a point guard when these you know when these drafts. So when when the Knicks will figure that out, I have no idea. Um, it uh, seemed like all the point guards that they have had or haven't worked out there. Um, I guess we'll see with with the Knicks, but right now it's not looking too good,
0: bro. Yeah, but um, you know, remains to be seen. So um, looking through the draft, I'm about um, I'm about set on. I think we talked about all the main pieces. Just going through a few more. Um, Cole Anthony to the Magic. I think he's also going to be getting big minutes. Um, he's he fits in really well right next to Markel Fultz. Marco Foltz at the shooting hard position which I think gives the magic like that's a pretty intriguing on backcourt I, li- I like for the magic are going with that pick yeah I like Detroit picking up Hayes um other than that there wasn't um I, I didn't really have any other picks to talk about that were really too far out there or weird unless you got anyone else you want to talk about anyone else you want to go in on
1: well the two picks that I could think of that you know really surprised me or are- I think we're good pickups. Were definitely, of course, Tyrese Maxey. How he fell um, to the Seventy Sixers. I think that would be a, that was a good pickup, especially. Um, you know, you want somebody that can play defense. and That's somebody that you could definitely um put in that lineup, especially with um Doc Rivers there. I think um I think it'll be a good fit for Seventy Sixers, especially with him and um Ben Simmons um already being cool with each other and all that. So I think mm-hmm. that'll be a, I think that'll be a good fit there, and I think um. We'll see how that works out with Tyrese over there. But um also Nico Mangan going to um golden state, especially with you know, sad sad to hear about Clay's injury. I definitely um want to see Nico Mangan get some minutes. Definitely want to see him get some playing time. Great player in high school. Um he had a decent year in Arizona. I mean, this is, I mean, I didn't think he was gonna fall that low. So there was a lot of guys in this draft that, you know, were I thought were definitely first rounders or when coming out of high school were first rounders. So they drop into the second round is crazy. So I think you when know, the Warriors did a great job getting a guy like that, especially with um Clay being hurt, he can definitely who knows maybe work his way into the starting lineup somehow and maybe get some um uh, some minutes. So
0: yeah, bro, I I didn't even think about the and the and pick. That seems like another one for the Warriors where I don't know. It just feels like one where we're looking back in a couple years and a few years and we're thinking, how did that dude fall into Golden State of all teams? in the second round because he I mean he was a great prospect out of high school. it's not like he even played bad at Arizona like you were saying. He was he was probably their second or third best player starting starting guard. So it's a bit weird that he's fallen that low. And I think yeah though the Warriors they had the flexibility this year with Klay Thompson hurt where he's gonna be getting his chance. And it's definitely going to be like intriguing to see whether he can whether he can get into that lineup with Steph. Because you know Steph and Clay are both getting up there a bit a bit in age you know, so they're going to have to start preparing at some point for, for some dudes to take their place, and Nico Mini might be that first piece for, like, a like a post-Splash Brothers future England State, and then also the maxi Pig. I, I did, like, I liked it for the Sixers. Um, he's a, I honestly wish, I think they should have gone maybe with someone who's, a, he's definitely not a bad shooter, but I think, like, a team where you're building around Ben Simmons as one of your guards, you really want um, the dude next to him to be like a, a lights out shooter. So, but Maxi, you know, he can play good D. I don't think he'll be in the starting lineup, but I think he's definitely a good, a good dude off the bench for them, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: definitely. Also, you gotta also remember, you know, they got Steph Curry there. So with him, with Ben Simmons, I think that'll um, help your. Um, I guess you could say that'll help you know the shooting aspect of their team a little bit out. Um, hopefully they can um, become a better shooting team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe Simmons will finally start shooting, t- shooting some threes this year. I somehow doubt it, but you never know. You never know. But um, yeah, I think that about does it for the draft. Um, I want to get into, I think, the more entertaining part of the offseason free agency this year. I think it was a, it was a pretty fun year to be an NBA fan watching, watching the free agency. It was, I mean, there were some big trades, we had some big signings. Um, I don't know about you, but I was thinking like, I, I don't really, I didn't really see that much going on this year, but I think we got, we definitely got some exciting, exciting moves out of this. Don't you think?
1: I think we had a lot of exciting um, rumors you know, for sure. A lot of, um, a lot of teams uh, made some great trades. A lot of people made some, um, I'll say one of the, um, the winners still has to be OKC. OKC got so many picks. It it, it makes no sense. Uh, if, if, Sam Preston is somehow, some way figuring out a way to possibly building the team that he built the first time, the first go around when he had KD, Russ and Harden. A lot of people are saying a lot of deep drafts are coming up, especially, you know, with guys like Imani Bates, Mikey Williams, you know, going to be in the draft soon. Um, Bronny, of course, you know, um, there's a lot of other guys out there. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the future of OKC years to come. I think they've done a good job. Uh, what do you think?
0: um yeah i mean okc they stuck true to their plan of just getting as many draft picks as possible trading all their trading all their real like player assets away and you know they stuck to it they've done a really good job of just um it is it's a good strategy for rebuilding but it's also one that i think um a lot of not enough people recognize like that comes with a lot a lot of risk when you're putting all of your all of your assets are in first round picks because um you know, you don't you you have no guarantee, especially like a lot of these picks. Um, it's really gonna remain to be seen what um, yeah, like what like how high these picks are, and then also, um, Presti can continue to make the um, make the right draft picks. I mean, obviously, he has a good track record drafting three MVPs in three seasons with your first round pick. Never been done before, so he he definitely has the he definitely has the pedigree, I think, to get it done. And like you said. Even if you don't draft very well, you would expect the Thunder to at least get like one star player out of the 16 or 17 draft picks they have. So I think I think, yeah, great moves by them to acquire more first, you know, but I'm excited to see, you know, what they have going on long term in terms of if they're doing any more moves remains to be seen. But yeah, I think it was a fun off season for them. But um, I'd like to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. I had no idea what the Detroit Pistons were doing this offseason. Honestly, I mean, it's just as head-scratching as what the Knicks were doing last year. And they are doing a very similar thing. Way too many big men for their own good. And it's not even like they're signing big men who have – it's not like they're signing like a Harry Giles or like someone easy – someone like who's easier to sign like on a low deal and who's also young with potential. They're signing dudes like Mason Plumlee and Julia Loco for. Like, what are you doing? These are These are dudes in their mid-20s. They're proven, like, they're decent NBA centers. Like, they could maybe start for you. But you're giving them the bag as the Pistons. Like, you, <laughs> your team sucks. So they're, they're shoring up all this money and a ton of big men. And then they're also drafting. Um, yeah, they drafted um, Stewart out of Washington, another center. At least he was young. And then, um, yeah, and they traded for Tony Bradley, too. So that's four big men they signed this offseason. Just head-scratching moves. I did like the Jeremy Grant signing though. It was a bit expensive, but he's he's a baller. But I mean, I don't know what you think, but they had a weird, weird off season. I
1: mean, seeing the Pistons make moves or make signings is like watching um, paint dry. It's just it's just dull. <laughs> it's it's not it's not it at all. You have a guy in Blake Griffin that you know is stuck in Detroit. You got to get him out of there. At, it, it, at some point, I know Blake Griffin is going to ask for a trade. I was surprised he hasn't asked for a trade. Now, but um, you got Derrick Rose there. Derrick Rose, he he deserves better.
0: Bro, yeah, free Derrick Rose for real. Same with Blake Griffin. Like, they it's just you're wasting two of these dudes' careers just sitting. Like, clearly they've given up trying to even compete for the playoffs at all. They're just making a ton of weird signings. Like, I think they need. Hopefully, what they're gonna do is just embrace just rebuilding and then get. Like get Rose, get Griffin out of there, um, probably get a few picks in return. But um yeah, weird offseason for them. Don't really know what they're doing. So I know you're talking, you were talking about Houston in terms of they also maybe not as bad of an off-season, but definitely one that was just as crazy. You know, you've had Russell Westbrook already out the door. James Harden is asking for a trade, just showed up for training camp a few days late. Things are a bit weird out there. So for me, it seems like they're banking on Harden staying, and then hoping that, um, hoping that Cousins and and John Wall can get back to like their All Star form. They also signed Christian Wood. You know, I think that was a that was a great signing for them that they were able to free up the space to do that. Um, you know, Daryl Morey's gone, Mike D'Antoni's gone, so I I'm assuming they're <laughs> the weird the weird small ball PJ Tucker at center ain't happening no more, and they're gonna be playing a bit more. You know, getting the mid-range game in there—it's gonna be fun watching Harden actually shoot shots that aren't from either 30 feet or a layup. <laughs> but <laughs> yo, it's gonna be—it's um, gonna be an interesting team to watch. I still have them in the playoffs personally, but you're—you're um, uh, you're a Rockets fan, so you're more of an expert on this. Like, what did you think? Where do you think their trajectory is headed? And like, do you think Harden's gonna stay? Yeah, like, just like, what's up with the Rockets? All
1: right, I'm gonna try to go through it fast. Um, Russell um getting traded away. Uh, I didn't like the trade at first. You know, I'm I'm for him to, you know, to be traded away like that, it was tough to see. Um, I think we got a guy in John Wall um that definitely can have something to prove. And he looks healthy. It's just his body's right. And it seems like he's um in the right mentality to, you know, have something to prove and hopefully have a good year this year. Cuz is on the same on the other hand, same thing. You know, um I, I'm hoping to see him do well. Christian Wood signing was great. Um having um Gerald Green back a hometown um hero. That's great having Green back. Um, we lost um, Rivers, which I thought was pretty tough, but um, mm-hmm. we still got Gordon. Um, I guess we'll never. I guess we won't know until um, the Harden, you know, the Harden uh, situation is dealt with. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I think um, I think the Rockets front office is probably not gonna trade him. I think they they might they might be trying to strong arm him this year because like you can't let a dude who's finished top three in MVP voting? Just like walk like that. It's gonna to be tough to get um to get the Rockets front office to sell on him. But um, want to touch briefly on the Atlanta Hawks. I think they made a lot of moves this off None like two major. They did sign. You know they signed um Gallinari, which I thought I don't know. It was a bit of a head scratcher for me because they already have they um they already have Clint Capella and John Collins. And then they just um, they just drafted Onyaku and Kangwu, and they also brought in dudes like Ron- they brought in Rondo as well. Um, they brought in a few other veterans to fill out the team. And so it's making me think. I personally think they might have started spending um, spending their money a bit too early. You know, they were just a like bottom three team in the Eastern Conference, and I I personally am not like hundred percent convinced that signing like um, Gallinari and Frijan Rondo is just going to immediately make you like a top like a top six or seven team in the East. I think they may have been better served by waiting till next offseason when you have some more big names. But um, yeah, what do you think? Do you think um, they were good to start like pushing for the playoffs right now? Or do you think maybe they should have waited a bit?
1: 100% agree with you on, on what you said. Hawks made good signings, but not great signings. You know, looking at the signings, I don't think the signings were... Really that good. I mean the names are good. Of course, Rondo is Rondo and Galinari is Galinari. Those are both solid players that you can have in your squad. But the guys like with Trey Young and Capella and Collins, will they fit? Um, you still got guys like Reddish and Herter that you um still trying to see how they'll fit with the team as well. So I'm not really sold on the Hawks this year. They're okay, but um yeah, I'm I'm just not feeling it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree, dude. I mean, I think they could be a playoff team, but it's gonna be that's gonna be tough out there for them. Um, moving on, going going through free agency some more. I think another trade we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked about either of these teams yet. Is um, Milwaukee and New Orleans made that big trade for for Drew Holiday. They sent, I think it was an overpay for him, three first round picks, um, and Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. Like it's it seems like a lot on paper. For I mean, Drew Holiday is a good. He's he is good but he's on the wrong side of 30. Um, but, you know, it, it's one, it's another one, another trade where I think it has the potential to work because Giannis, um, he's a bit more of a scorer than Eric Bledsoe. He's a great defender still. And Giannis is his contracts running up at the end of the season. You got to make moves to, um, to satisfy him if you want him staying and signing that super max. So it's clearly a move of a team who, who wants to go all in on a title and I think Drew Holiday is definitely gonna fit well in there. He he gives you he gives you that extra scoring. And then you also you also kept Chris Middleton in that. They're definitely title contenders. I I think they're still I would say they're the best team in the East on paper. Obviously it didn't end like that last season, but yeah, I liked it for them. Bit of an overpay, but you gotta do what you gotta do to keep Giannis. Yeah. But what are your thoughts?
1: I think it was just solid move, but holiday's a way better score than Blitz, so did they give up too much? Yeah, I think they did, but you got to go all in. The team that they had last year was great, but they just, you know, they lost in the second round to, you know, a crazy Heat team. Um, definitely this year is a pretty much like a boomer bust.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. They're going to be, um, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch, going to be a good team, but yeah, they're going to have to really do good in the playoffs next year if Giannis wants to stay. But, um, Last team I really wanted to focus in on a free agency is my team, Portland. I thought we killed it in free agency. Um, started off training for Robert Covington. We flipped Trevor Ariza, who was good for us, but you know he is one of the oldest dudes in the league, and he was on. You know he's a good salary matcher for a trade like this. I think it was um, it was a move, dude. Portland has we've been begging for a dude like Robert Covington on this team for years. You know, he can guard, like I said earlier, he can guard like multiple positions on the court. So I like that signing. Signed Terry Jones Jr., another dude, um, you know, super young, super athletic, dunk contest champion, who can also, um, also underrated defender. He's He's got the clamps, especially on the perimeter. He was actually, um, he was top five in the league last year and three point percentage allowed. I think it was at like 27%, definite big pickup. You know, made some other small moves. We signed Harry Giles, another young guy who I think is going to come in and get better. Um, Yeah, we re-signed Carmelo Anthony, re-signed Rodney Hood. I think Portland, for me, I don't know if we're quite title contenders, but we definitely look a lot deeper and I think a lot better than we did last year. But I want to hear your thoughts. Like, you think Portland could make maybe a run to like the Western Conference Finals this year, or do you think do you think maybe they haven't done enough to do that?
1: No, like you said keeping mellow is a great signing. Giles is a solid player to add. I don't know why Sacramento let him go like we talked about before, but another great player. Having Ronnie Hood back, um, it's going to be a good good thing for y'all, especially offensively. Derrick Jones Jr., I didn't know that he was that good of a defender. So, you know, adding somebody like that, especially when you're going up against, you know, a Lakers team that's going to have crazy offensive guys on that team now. Y'all traded away Whiteside, which I think was, which I understand why. I mean, Nurkic, I mean, there's been years that he looked all star caliber to me. So I think um with Terry Stotts, you know, the coach y'all have, um, y'all definitely will make a push in the playoffs. Maybe y'all probably be a top four seed this year, maybe for sure.
0: Yeah, like you said, I agree. Portland's gonna be nice next year. Whether they're title contenders, I don't really think so. But it's gonna be gonna be a good ride no matter what. Um I think that's all we got for y'all today. Um it was good going over the off season. Um Super excited to have basketball back. It's just two weeks away for the season. Appreciate y'all for listening. Um, it's been fun, Tyrese. Um, yeah, so let's, we're going to do it again soon, and we'll be back with, with more NBA news. Yeah, have a good one, y'all.